The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Mary Lynn Rice Cub is just such a great stand-up comedian and then moved seamlessly to Mr. Show and the Larry Sanders Show before joining the cast of 24 in 2003. I think that was around their third season. And she became the show's lead female character at that point, Chloe O'Brien. Now she's got a great new book titled Famish, My Life at the Edge of Stardom. I've got Mary Lynn on the line right now on the East Coast where she's currently on tour. Good morning. Good morning, Mary Lynn. Welcome back to the show. It's been a while and congratulations on this great new book. Thank you. I'm so excited. You grew up in Michigan. I grew up in Wisconsin, so we're like sort of neighbors, eh? Yeah, yeah we we uh, we do the same things. We enjoy <laughs> the same cold. We're both in hot places now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I always uh, loved the fact that you were cast on Twenty Four as Chloe O'Brien, but I'm. Have been curious, how did it happen? Because you were so brilliantly funny just before that on Mr. Show and the Larry Sanders Show. You know, it's funny you should say that. I actually wrote about that very story in the book, Famish My Life at the Edge of Stardom. Get it anywhere you buy books. By yeah. Mary Lynn Rice. That's me. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, because I had only done comedy. And I remember when I first started on 24, I got backhanded compliments from the, uh, executives at Fox at the time, oh, we didn't know you could do drama, you know, and then years <laughs> later, that was primarily the, the thing that people knew me from, and, and then I would get, oh, we didn't know you did comedy, so um, <laughs> very interesting, but definitely a, com- a compliment to be known for, for that show, and was also a surprise to me that I continued on, because I thought I was going to be fired at the beginning for being different and for sticking out, but it turned out, you know... To, to work in my favor. Yeah, don't you think, I mean, now looking back on it, and as you see someone like Bob Odenkirk, that comedians really, yeah. really make the best dramatic actors, right? Yeah, I mean, Bob Odenkirk is just my fave for years. Um, and yeah, that's a very good example. And, you know, for me, I just try to imagine what would I be like as this genius who's pressured in an impossible situation, knows things that no one else knows, and and what would I be like if I were in this situation, which is, uh, you know, ridiculous, because it was such a high, um, you know, you, it always started at a high alert, and then got worse from there, So it was, and it was a lot of pressure to enter into a show that was already highly successful, right. you know, it was a hit show when I started, so it was, it was a lot of pressure, but... It was a lot of fun, you know, to try to do that and and watch what it turned into. And I remember at first people didn't like my character. They thought, oh, she's annoying. And then slowly they started writing me being loyal and helping Jack. And then then it gave this other dimension where it's like, oh, that annoying girl, uh, we we love her now. She helps Jack. (laughs) So, uh exciting, uh, unusual development, you know? You write about, you've talked about how while you were doing 24, the cast members, including yourself, were part of this panel on terrorism. And for whatever reason, Rush Limbaugh moderated this panel 
and sort of forcibly kissed you on the lips during the panel. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, uh, that was an interesting moment, and it definitely got talked about in the press recently, which I was like, wow, well, that's a juicy story from however many years ago, but it was one of those things that happened so fast. It was definitely unexpected. It definitely was not my choice, but there also happened to be a ton of photographers there. Yeah. So he was saying hello to everybody on the panel. And now I can't remember. I may have been the only woman. I definitely think he was a huge fan of Chloe O'Brien. He went to say hello to me. I thought he was giving me a kiss on the cheek, which was already like, oh, I wasn't even expecting that. And then that became a kiss on the lips, and I feel like I'm processing with it with you right now because yeah. that is like a choice on his part of like, oh, this is just what I do. And yes, I definitely on my end was like, this isn't what I would would do or what I do, but it already happened, and a bunch of people took photos of it and. Um, you know, thought that I was dating him, and it was, it was pretty wild. It was, a, it was, it was, a, it was a weird moment, kind of a microcosm, a very tiny me too moment. Mary Lynn, you talk in the book about how Harrison Ford offered you a ride home while you were you were filming a movie together. You mean a ride home in his plane or hel- helicopter? I mean, you guys better get this book. These are already two juicy things right off the bat. I know. I'll save it. My life at the edge of stardom. You can get it wherever you buy books. (laughs) I mean, can you believe? Yeah, I did a movie with um, Harrison Ford, who I love so much, you know, as everybody does. And we sort of, we had a lot of scenes together. So there was a certain amount of trust, uh, which I was grateful for. And then he says, would you, are you going home for the weekend? And we were in Canada. And I said, I don't, I don't know what you're, you mean. Are you going home for the weekend? I said, no, no, I mean, he says, well, would you like a ride? And yeah, he, he meant in a private jet. Yeah. So I got to do that once in a lifetime opportunity. And I mean, he, he, it was just very sweet, very generous. I don't even think I talked to him on the plane. Um, it was just one of those amazing, and that's, Kind of one of the themes of the book, too. That's why I call it Famish, My Life at the Edge of Stardom, because I've experienced these, uh, you know, amazingly glamorous, successful things, but that also comes with the downside and all the other more mundane things or, or the things that you're let down by, you know, like being invited to the Golden Globes and not getting a plus one. <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. what's funny to me is all these, the area in between, how you can have this moment of glory and this moment of disappointment, and I think that transfers to a lot of things in life, where you have a certain expectation, and then it turns out to be something completely different than you thought it was going to be, whatever the experience. I mean, I write about getting married and getting divorced, and what you, what your expectation of what you want, you know, and then how you, how you deal with when it doesn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out. Yeah, you know, you're one of my favorite comedians, and, and you're on the road a lot, what is it like for you to, when you look out into the audience, and there's a portion of the audience that are huge fans of, of yours, like I am, but there are also others who are like, eh, you know, especially here in Vegas, where it's almost an afterthought sometimes to go to a comedy show. Yeah, let's do this tonight. Absolutely. And you're you're hitting a nail on the head. I mean, I just had that happen 
probably shouldn't talk about it, but I just had that happen in um, Rhode Island where one of the shows, I would say 95% of the audience was yelling out my credits. And, you know, when people do that and they're excited, I'm I'm excited that they're excited. Yeah. And so I'm talking about, oh, yeah, you know me from this. And, oh, I'm Gail the Snail. Yes, I'm Chloe. And I was in Legally Blonde too. And, and people want to have a moment. And this one woman was like, oh, we don't care about your credits. I bring the other guy back on, and I'm going, <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, and then the, the next show, the next night, I got a standing ovation. So it's like from one, you can go from one extreme to the other Yeah. in, 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 in just, just a moment, you know, and I think that's so human, and it's just amplified when you do comedy, you know, you're, you're really thrown into this situation. Like you said, I, 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 you know, Vegas is like such a great example of people aren't necessarily going because they're comedy fans. They're just wandering in there. And it's like, what do we do to get their attention? And I'm in such an interesting position because I am an actor and I've had all these, you know, you're very protected to a certain extent on set. You don't have to deal with... Before know. I let you go, I have to ask you about the moment where you kissed Tom Cruise in the movie Magnolia, which I don't recall that happening. So was that was obviously a scene that was cut out, yes? Yeah, I love you bringing up all the juicy bits. Yes, that was a scene that was on the cutting room floor. you got to get this book and read about it. I it's know. Uh, yeah, I was in the... <laughs> it's available everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can even get it on Audible if you want. But yeah, I tell the story of like, that was the scene where... He's talking about how you can manipulate women, and he's telling this group of guys in his seminar, and he's telling an example of how you do this, and it cuts to me, you know, and him showing up late for the date and, and how he manipulates back into, you know, my good graces. And then it ends, the scene ends with, like, us getting physical, and there wasn't enough room in the movie to kind of service that little mini storyline. But, but, yeah, that really happened, and that's... What a thing to say I made out with Tom Cruise and it was on the cutting room floor. I mean, that is wild. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the great things about this uh, book that Mary Lynn Rice Cub has right now. Famish, my life on the edge of stardom. I believe it's available everywhere, Mary Lynn, right? <laughs> You're getting good at this. I like <laughs> yeah. on the team. Just every 15 seconds, tell everybody to buy the book and I will sign it and personally send it out to you. That's great. I look f- I look forward to it, especially if it's on Audible, because I love your voice. Oh my gosh, thank you. You're making me blow. Love to see you. It was great yeah, talking to you. I know, I know that you have to run. Thanks so much, Mary Lynn. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Jim. I love her so much, but I have to admit, yes, when she first joined the cast of 24, I had to warm up to her a little bit. She always looked like she had just bitten down on a lemon. She is stellar, though, on shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You can actually find clips of her as a young stand-up where her act was sort of Andy Kaufman-esque and that she wasn't afraid to be awkward, and I just love that about her. That wraps up this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. <laughs>